0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You heard Eamon mention though in the news, this um, European Transport Safety Council, this recommendation that's out today about e-scooters and the fact that they're calling for an age limit of 16 and older. They're also recommending the use of helmets, that that should be compulsory, and a 20km per hour speed limit too. But I want to know, do you think, should there be an age limit for e-scooters? Cormac is with us on the line. Cormac, do you think 16 and over or what age? Um,
2: I don't really agree with the age. I don't really agree with static rules. Um, Static rules aren't really appropriate. We need flexibility. Um, So instead of having a a static 16-year-old age, maybe it should be done on height um, and suitability of using
1: the scooter. So how do you decide that? For well, a test or uh, something, or yeah, and
2: and there should be proper training in, in schools um, for for children uh, if they want to use them. Because obviously the the school run is one of the biggest causes of traffic in in the city centre. We all see uh, the difference in the summertime. So if we can give their children, give children their independence back. Maybe uh, wait until 10 o'clock in the morning to open schools and let kids go to school at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, when there's less traffic on the road. I mean, these are the sort of ideas that we need, not static 16-year age limit, because we all know there's 17-year-olds that are totally irresponsible and 13-year-olds are way more responsible, so.
0: It's
1: just not appropriate. Okay. Do you agree with that, Gary? Do you think there shouldn't be just a sort of a hard 16 and over rule?
0: No, uh, there should be. There should be helmets. There should be all of the things that they're saying in Europe because the facts show they're very dangerous for people that use them and for vulnerable pedestrians. The numbers are there from all across the world. Um, In Auckland, they reckon in the first eight months, it cost a million New Zealand dollars on healthcare extras. This is the reality of it. It's all very well to say, oh, well, we should have this and we should have that. The fact is, yesterday there was a, a 14-year-old killed in Birmingham in the UK. That's the hard facts, and I, I hate sounding like the killer, the killjoy, but they, they are, that is the reality of e-scooters. And uh, until people realise that and helmets are essential because when you fall off, what's basically an unstable object, when it stops, you go head first and land head first. And as a traumatic brain injury survivor, trust me, you don't want to go down that road.
1: Would you take those points on board, Cormac?
2: Yes, and I've I've mentioned it several times that uh, proper infrastructure is vital. Um, And if we don't have proper um, cycling infrastructure, that can accommodate uh, the e-scooters. Um, the potholes on the road are the biggest cause of um, uh, them accidents, unfortunately.
1: Keith is with us as well, 1800 453106. Stay with us, Cormac and Gary. Um, Keith is joining us as well. Do you think, Keith, there should be an age limit?
3: Uh, I kind of agree with Cormac and Gary's points together, but the technology for the scooters most of the ones under 600 that are going to be affordable to buy are quite dangerous because the tires aren't great and the stability of the scooter isn't like uh, an e bike or, yeah, an e bike. So I find it quite dangerous in the wet. And I know many friends are working in um, my previous company and they're from Brazil. So it was a great method of transport for them. But they did fall, one broke his rib, one broke his arm, and the other cracked his helmet because the infrastructure just wasn't there for the road surfacing on uh, the bike lanes, wasn't maintained. So it was easy for him to fall.
1: Mm. Are you an e-scooter user yourself, Kate? Uh,
3: I've used many e-scooters, and I have uh, three e-bikes.
1: Okay. So. <laughs> and 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 the I point around? Ha- do, you, do you wear a helmet? Out of curiosity.
3: Mm, no, I wouldn't wear a helmet,
1: even on the e-scooter.
3: Uh, no. No.
1: And and, and, I, and I, I, yeah. why? Do you, can I ask why?
3: Uh, well, I just think it's the convenience as well. Like on the bike, if I'm going out for a cycle, I would. But if I'm just commuting to somewhere nearby within five kilometers, four kilometers, I wouldn't use a, a helmet.
1: So you'd, you'd wear the helmet cycling the bike, but you wouldn't on the, on the e-scooter?
3: Uh, well, I, that's, I prefer not to ride e-scooters too much because I know they are more dangerous than the e-bikes. That's why uh, I try to just
0: use the e-bikes instead.
1: Do you, do you use an e-scooter, e-scooter, Gary?
0: Oh, God forbid, no. My balance is bad enough the way it is for my brain injuries. and an e-scooter, I'm an instant uh, hospital uh, victim. Um, it, the balancing of it is dangerous. I have poor balance of traumatic vertical for my brain injuries. Okay. And it means uh, my ba- I can't ride a bike because I don't have the internal balancing. Um, but the idea of... No wearing a helmet for five k and uh, single bike accidents are the biggest cause of accidents where they hit something or they lose control or something breaks and they don't care whether you're traveling hundred k or five k if you land on your head you're in trouble. I
1: oh, know I had I, had, uh, well, I intended sorry to, to ask the question to to Cormac. Um, Cormac, do, are you an e-scooter user or do you use an e-bike? Uh,
2: not in this country, unfortunately.
1: Okay, uh, and is that down not to infrastructure?
2: Uh, well, w- w- even the cycling infrastructure that they're putting in is not suitable because a lot of it is too narrow. It doesn't allow for slower and faster moving um, uh, users. So e- e- even even the proposed Bus Connect cycling infrastructure, a lot of that is not going to be suitable. Unless it's bi-directional, at least three metres wide, it just won't be suitable for e-scooter use.
1: His texter says compulsory helmets and high-vis colour should be enforced. Um, I think there should also be compulsory high-vis vests on all bikes and scooters. This texter says, yes, absolutely, should be compulsory for e-scooter drivers to wear a high-vis jacket at all times. At least they'll be visible. And other listeners says the riding of e-scooters in the footpath and roads should be illegal. Uh, the Gardi in this country should start to apply the laws of the land. Uh, Keith is with us, um, or sorry, Tom is with us on the line too. Tom, Tom what's your thoughts on this?
4: My, well, my thoughts on a high age, sorry, yeah. Uh, 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 my thoughts are: the first thing is they're if they're presently illegal, so they shouldn't even be there at the moment. There's no legislation for them. Okay, that's, that's that's my first point of view. Second thing is, you're walking down the footpath with your children or grandchildren or or, or anybody or any, even an elderly person who walks out of a shop. The young guys and and adults are on the footpath, and they nearly knock you down when you walk out the door of a shop. So they're 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 highly dangerous.
1: So you think that yeah should be on the road, and I take it then you're in favour, Tom, of the suggestion from this safety organisation around the 20 kilometre per hour speed limit.
4: Oh look, it doesn't make any difference. No one's going to stop them from speeding. Uh, that won't that won't even come into it because they can't even control the cyclists when they're going down the down along the footpath either. So so nobody's doing anything about it. Um, the powers that be don't want to know because it's too much like hard work. So, I mean, I feel that they, these things shouldn't be out there at all. I mean, I, I've seen adults with their children on the on the footpath, tearing along. So. <laughs> I mean, who's, who's responsible and who, who's irresponsible?
1: You see, the the point as well, um, Keith, you're still with us around the age limit. Like a lot of texters are getting in touch to just, you know, highlight today, why would a 13-year-old or 14-year-old need to be on something that's like effectively not too dissimilar to a moped and go on at 20 and 25 odd kilometres an hour?
3: Uh, well, see, yeah, the 25 kilometres per hour on a scooter, I think is too fast. But the bike, I feel like, could be 30 because... A lot of the time, it's uh, more stable. You're on the side of the road with cars, and I just find if you're on a straight road, it's very slow. But the elect the the skewers, if you hit any stone, any pebble, any crack, uh, you're going ahead mm. first. And uh, this a lot of the speed issues that a lot of the the, um, the people are complaining about on my road cycling bike, which is no motor, no nothing powered. I can hit sixty-five kilometers per hour when just pedaling on a flat road. So. Uh, a lot of people pass me <laughs> with normal bikes yeah. and it's quite funny.
1: Well I, I did a stint on an e-scooter that I had for part of um, a project or whatever an in programme that we were doing here in the show and like I mean I would not fancy hitting a pothole um, in an e-scooter with, with just how low to the ground they are and the small little yeah. tiny tiny wheels and there wasn't a chance I'd have got on it without a helmet.
3: The, the brakes are very bad as well unless you're getting a thousand euro model.
1: John is Which, with us uh, too. Let, let me bring in John as well, um, uh, Keith. John, have you an e scooter?
3: Adrian, hell
5: yeah. Good. <laughs> I have I I have one now for about three years now. Right.
1: Yeah.
5: And uh, I enjoy it.
1: 20 kilometres per hour, how would you feel about that speed, Max? The one
5: I have is governed at 15 kmh. Right. But even that, when you're standing up in the Adrian and you're holding onto the handlebars and you're going 15 kmh. It's fast enough. Mm. Now, there's one that I had my eye on. Um, its top speed is 80 kmh, but it costs over €2,000. Euro. So I have got my
1: wish list. <laughs> right. Um, and what about wearing a helmet?
5: No, I don't. I don't wear it. Why? Now, it, um, it, I just don't see the point in it. I'd rather... I'd rather be out free and easy. Now, I do wear a high-vis jacket. Years ago, when I was on the old Honda 175, I had the boots and the, you know, the helmet, the gloves. And, mm. You know, I had everything. But I'm in the 60s now. Okay. And I, you now I enjoy the scooter. But I don't wear the helmet. I do wear a high-vis. I don't wear any other protective gear. Just the high vis Occasionally. Most times I'd wear the high vis Sometimes I don't even bother with that. And I enjoy the scooter. I do enjoy you? Being yeah. Up in it. I enjoy being out and around in it.
1: Why? Just I as do. in convenient, is that, John? Convenient freedom.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah do you... I am a motorist too now.
1: Yeah, okay. And how frequently would you use the e- scooter?
5: Uh, two or three times a week. Oh, would you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would use it that often. And I enjoy using it. And I'm glad in a way that I can't afford €2,000 for the 80KMH one because I probably would go for it.
1: You'd go for it as well. You'd upgrade. Okay. Uh, Let me bring in David too, Uh, John. David is with us on the show. Why did you get in touch about this, David?
6: Hi. Yeah, sorry. Well, I'm the uh, general manager for uh, Moby Move here in Ireland. Okay. Uh, So I I think like, I I think like if we're going to start having these discussions on radios, we need to kind of, make sure we have a good understanding of everything that's going on in the e-scooter world. Um, And I suppose the big thing about the e-scooter world is like there's kind of, there's kind of two branches in it. There's the private e-scooter world and there's the sharing e-scooter world. Um, And the sharing e-scooter world, you know, it kicked off years ago in in America, spread across Europe. All the major cities across Europe now have it, uh, with the exception of Holland and Ireland are the only two countries that haven't legislated for it. Uh, and in well in the UK then they have what they call trials. Uh, so the only e- scooters that are allowed across the uh, UK are uh, ones that are run by operators and not the private-owned ones. And are still illegal, you know. But uh, when it comes yet yeah, to, the, to the whole, because the legislation is almost definitely going to change shortly mm-hmm. here in Ireland. Uh, and definitely, what what you're going to see is a lot of operators uh, trying to operate here in Ireland under the new e-scooter legislation. Uh, and that legislation is is great because it, it can keep it, the operators have to perform underneath the the legislation, otherwise they won't get the licences off the councils. And you know, so it's kind it's kind of important that we, you know, uh, I suppose as Peter people hear about e-scooters. That they make the differentiation between between the two. Okay,
1: so this recommendation today from the European, the Transport, the Safety Council, that there uh, should be an age limit of sixteen and over. Do you agree with that?
6: I mean, all the all the scooter operators will either run from sixteen or over, or eighteen or over, and that that's very common practice across Europe. Mm. A lot of them How do you enforce it though, David? Well we enforce it by, by the app so you can't start the scooters unless you download the app and you can't download the app unless you're age verified. Uh, and what's and the then, what's that verification
1: and, process? So,
6: well in the UK for example what we do is we enforce a licence verification so you have to have a licence as well so okay the age is the normal you put in your age and you have to have a credit card and all that kind of stuff but then you also have, a, have to have a licence you have to have a driver's licence to be able to use the e-scooter. So that's, for example, what they do in the UK. So I suppose different jurisdictions have different Mm. abilities. Okay, so you feel there's a way around
1: that?
6: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like everything in life. There's nearly a way around everything. But the main thing is that you set, at least set the standard and then try to achieve it. Do you know what I mean? So that's ultimately what the European uh, Commission are trying to do here. They're trying to set standards, at least. Because if you don't at least set standards, you can't ever reach anything. You know what I mean? Of course... There's, you're going to have times when people are okay. going to
1: find a way around. So, it. so, so, I suppose with that in mind, then, and and Cormac, you're still with us, and the fact that so many people are using e-scooters at the moment, is it not important then that we, you know, we, we actually have rules and standards in place?
2: Yeah, well, I I've used the Mobi scooters in other parts of Europe, and they actually have um, speed restrictions. So, if you're, if you're going along a main road, you can go the full full belt. But then if you come into a a, a much busier area, it actually slows down the scooter uh, by GPS um, area tracking. And GPS tracking should be on board every scooter with verification of the ID. And if if there's any misbehaviour, if we had a Garda portal people could report that to the Garda portal
1: you see that, so that, these, that are, these, are, these are the sort of technologies that yeah we they can be adopted. can be introduced and I suppose it's probably easier David is it to implement that on the likes of the shared scooters yeah. you know because the shared,
6: yeah the shared scooters have to go through a very thorough testing process be, be, between the departments of transport in each jurisdiction to be able to be allowed, put them out on the road. So no one of your other callers there was talking about tyre quality and all Mm. that. And obviously that's exceptionally important, particularly when you've only got an inch of a width on the the ground to protect yourself. So they constantly have to meet very, very high standards to do all of this. And them scooters, like these scooters that are out and about now in Europe and that will come out in these sharing models. I mean, there's more technology than most of the cars out there. Cars aren't required to be GPS. Cars park on paths and drive on paths and do all sorts of stuff, and people can drive them up to 140 kilometres an hour. E scooters, as, as your caller correctly says, like they're GPS. Geo everywhere. You go into an mm. area that you don't want them. You can either shut them off or slow them down to five okay. kilometers, ten kilometers. Ch- there's j- amazing things you can do with them, like j- j- know, j- just beyond what you can do with a car. Yeah, j-
1: just on the point as well, I wanted to ask you, David, about um, helmets and the fact they they should be compulsory. Yeah. That's part of the recommendation. Do you agree? No. I, Why don't, not? I don't think
6: because so so there's been a lot of study on this for for years now. Um, and, you know, this started like one of the e-scooter companies, a well-known e-scooter company that tried this in America. I mean, they actually sent out 70,000 helmets uh, in a certain area in, in one jurisdiction in America. And it made absolutely no difference to the usage of people putting on helmets when they're going out and about. So the balance is, so. look, it it, it doesn't take a mathematician to work out that if you put a helmet on somebody, whether they're on a bike or on a scooter, it's better and it's safer, of course. But the balance that you have to get is, is that going to stop the usage of the scooter or the bike? And are people then, as a result, going to get back into taxis and cars? And there's no doubt that all the data from around the world have tried it absolutely everywhere. It consistently reverts back to the the benefits of not using it are being outweighed. So there's no doubt that, Making helmets compulsory, whether it's a bike or a scooter, is absolutely a bad, bad idea. Is there a hand- difference
1: between the two? Because I, I was looking at some of the research as well. There's separate research out in the UK today about this, and then also this European Council report yeah. that we're talking about. And like some of the figures in that, I think the headline figure today was: is it three out of five? Three out of five e-scooter riders needed treatment for major trauma injuries after being involved in in, in an accident. Um, and then figures in the UK showing just 7% of e-scooter riders involved in an accident were wearing a helmet. Yeah, Do you
6: know, no, like... I'm, I'm a bit confused with their numbers because just saying 7% were involved in an accident but
1: 3 out of 5 needed no th- i'm saying there, there, there's two separate different reports out today but, but the point yeah. is that like i mean so many people and there are people texting in talking about not wearing a helmet and using the e-scooter and having you know really serious um I- injuries and, and incidents involving crashes like oh, is I is it. is the is the you know i suppose is your point that if we make people wear the helmet they won't use the e-scooter correct and and bikes Andrea, and who is that uh, Cormac? Not yeah, sure if somebody
2: just come you. back in on that. It's back to the infrastructure again. Unless there's the proper infrastructure, um, accidents are going to happen, and that and that's why all these accidents happen.
1: So you think it should I'm be? Right a, about that. You think it should be a choice thing, Davis? Yeah, he's, he's, he's 100% choice. right.
6: It has to. It has to be infrastructure. There has to be infrastructure, obviously, to do it. You can't have. Scooters going along a dual carriageway <laughs> beside cars or whatever, uh, and you know obviously we don't want them on paths um, because that's problematic. But again, even there's technology now for e-scooters to keep them off paths um, as well. The coming coming onto the e-scooter, so but he, he's 100% right. Infrastructure is the biggest thing, and driving car driving behaviour they're the two biggest things that will make help us make this shift. Um, Mandating helmets, you know, they they did it in Australia, and cycling dropped by thirty three percent. They don't. The the country in the world that's the absolute mecca for cycling is undoubtedly Holland. Um, they just do a phenomenal amount of
1: cycling mm. over there, and you
6: and think it's if because you go over there, nobody wears a helmet. Okay. The pick of helmets is absolutely tiny over there; less than one percent of people wear
1: helmets. Mi- very mixed views on the text line actually towards uh, this today. Um, I would say the majority of the people who've gotten touch, nobody really seems to have a big issue with an age limit of over sixteen, but it's the compulsory wearing of helmets for e-scooter users is what's divided the text line today. And um, this listener says, "No helmet. Do they wear a seatbelt when they drive a the car for their own?" protection, um, according to Andrew. I'm terrified of e-scooters as a car driver. David says, I was in traffic this morning in Sandyford. I was behind an e-scooter that was doing the same speed as me, uh, as me at the time, at 55 kilometres per hour, says David. Uh, Another texter has got in touch to say, um, a helmet, high-vis and lights, they all must be compulsory. No age limit because there's some young children going to school on them. um, Perhaps, and even with bicycles as well, according to, to this texter.